Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. That was weak. Wait, let me try again. I got a new phone, so, um, you know. There we go, much better. You feel better about it now? Yes. Okay, perfect. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Happy Monday. Thank thank you. I was like, wait, wait, today's Monday? Mm -hmm. It will be. It will be soon. All right. Uh, in Disney news, let's start with Disney's magic moments, which I think is interesting that they still sort of have this going. Was Disney's magic moments, was that started just for it the It was whole... started during the whole pandemic shutdown I thought so. Thing. I guess it's nice that they're keeping it going. There's it some is. new news on there today. It is. There's a nice little three and a half minute clip uh, over the origin of the Walt Disney World Resort and the opening uh of that, so uh, I'll post it up to the group so you can check that out if you want to. Right. Lots of historical figures on there. Cool. Um, and then Disney had said a few weeks ago that there would be no virtual queues. That's right. Has that so, changed at all? So what does that mean? That there shouldn't be any virtual queues. No, that means they're now giving us virtual queues. Oh. So we are getting a virtual queue, but not for everything. Okay. Uh, you know, the, some of the rumor was initially that no rides would have lines, that everything would be going to virtual queues. And, right. That was the first rumor. And now we're just social distancing every line and right. putting six-foot markers. But they have decided that there will be a virtual queue for Rise of the Resistance. All right, that makes sense. So the way it's going to work is you need to be in the park. Uh, you will uh, have opportunities at 10 a.m., 1 p.m., and 4 p.m. to join virtual queues. There will be standby areas for the virtual queues, uh, like there were in the old ones, standby groups. Um, so you get on the app, you go into the virtual queue on the home screen, and then follow the steps to uh, to join your boarding group. Okay. I, so. You know, that makes sense. And I like that they're staggering them by times. As um, opposed to first thing in the morning. Right, because they're trying to avoid that big crush of people first thing in the morning. So mm -hmm. that's uh, rather smart on their part. And hopefully... Once this social distancing thing ends in about 2024, <laughs> we'll, uh, you know, hopefully they do that same thing with the virtual boarding parties coming at multiple times. And then the you'll day. finally get to ride the, the ride. Right. In 2026. <laughs> um, the sale of new Walt Disney World annual passes has been halted. Yes, it has. Um, as of Sunday afternoon, you cannot buy a new annual pass. If you are a current pass holder, however, you can renew that pass. Um, so it, it, a lot of this has to do with the fact that, um, with the new park reservation system, we mentioned initially that, uh, annual pass holders would be able to reserve three days, uh, through their park passes. Right. And then it was three days, a rolling three days, plus whatever hotel reservations they made, uh, along with, uh, you know, th okay. those three days. Right. Um, but some people don't want to book a hotel in order to have their their days held. Well, you might have a situation where, like, you have a timeshare nearby, and that's you. Know, you bought the annual passes because right. you, you're going to use you know the way you were going to work your timeshare a couple of times down there. So I can see where that would be an issue. Right. So what Disney is recommending now is that if you are an annual pass holder and you are having trouble uh, due to limited capacity and availability, that you should, as a workaround. Just purchase new theme park tickets at $109 uh, a day. So that seemed ridiculous. And I had to ask Tony a little bit more about this. Like, so, you know, I paid $1,000 or, you know, 900 whatever it is right now for um, for an annual pass. And now because I can't get my days, you want me to spend another $109 a day for new park passes. And your answer was? Was that any funds spent on tickets 
uh, can always be applied towards the purchase of an annual pass so or renewal of an annual they're, pass. They're having you buy these extra tickets, which you're just loading onto your account, but never actually using at the gate. So mm-hmm. when you actually go to the gate, you're going to use your annual pass, which means these tickets stay good until right. you decide to use them. So if you use them after your annual pass expires or if you use them, um, the value of them towards a new annual pass. or a Which renewal. is great, but only to a certain point. Why? Because once you exceed the cost of your annual pass renewal, so let's say your annual pass costs $500 to renew. Mm-hmm. You buy five, five days worth of park tickets because you're going in October. Mm-hmm. That's five times 109. That's, uh, that's well, let me do the calculations here. That's, that's about $800. <laughs> no, that's $545. Um, so now when you go to apply that, that balance... You've spent $545. Your annual renewal is $500. You lose that $45. You do not get to... So at a certain point, it, it only makes sense to buy the number of tickets that you need to get to just before your renewal point. It depends. I mean, you to, to spend that kind of money anyway, when you've already invested the kind of money you've, you've invested, it's, it's money that's never going away. It's never right. going bad. So if I wanted another 10 days and I spent... What a thousand ninety dollars or whatever it would be. Um, you could still use that. So you, no. could t- according to Disney, any funds that are left over that surpass the cost of the renewal cannot be saved and used later. Yes, they can. Okay, you're not you're not understanding what the loophole is. The thing is, it's, I mean, if you bought maybe a ten day ticket and it had a value of six hundred and fifty dollars, and you only needed five hundred of it, then no, you can't. But if you bought individual one-day tickets, those tickets never expire until you actually use them at the gate. So you could use them at any point. You just have to be strategic about what kind of groupings you buy your tickets in. One day versus a 10-day ticket. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm the queen of, I'm the queen of loopholes. The so. couponing queen herself. Yeah. Um, so I just think that's interesting that it is sort of a loophole that Disney is actually pointing out to annual pass holders. So good for them. Um, and the Walt Disney World theme parks are now no longer offering the merchandise delivery or, or holding service. That is true. Uh, that used to be one of the big benefits of staying, well, not big benefits, but one of the benefits of staying on property was that Disney would uh, deliver packages to your resort and then your resort would deliver it to your room. Um, and as a result of the uh, you know, the pandemic and the reopening, they are not offering that service now. So what you're seeing in the parks Especially the Magic Kingdom, because people are going nuts buying up all the Splash Mountain plushes that they can. Yeah, um, is that they are people are utilizing the lockers in order to uh, not store to carry their, their stuff, stuff all day, right. which is fair. I mean, right. that's you know that's fine. And I think didn't they did they used to have where you could buy something and then they'd hold Pick it, it up in front, in front of, the, of park? the park. So they're not doing that either right. anymore. Okay, um, and then um, something about the uh, oh guests not wearing face masks. Um, there's, you know, there's consequences if you're not wearing face masks. This is a huge one, huge consequence. There are. If you are not wearing a face mask on an attraction, you will not receive your on-ride photo. Well, take that. That's right. It will not be in your photo pass uh, queue. Uh, Only guests who follow the rules and keep their face masks on at all times for the duration of the attraction will have their photo show up for download or purchase. So beware. Don't just think you're going to try to pull a fast one and put that mask on as you're being strapped in (laughs) and then uh, and then take it off. Uh, Speaking of masks, uh, Disney had an update to their mask policy. They did. Uh, So previously, it was just that anybody over the age of two 
uh, had to have a mask with ear loops. Um, actually, no, part of the thing is that they now have to be ear loops. Um, so they've, uh, they've changed it so that it has to be at least two layers of breathable material for your face covering. It has to fully cover the nose and mouth and secure under the chin, fit snugly but comfortably against the side of the face, and be secured with ties or ear loops and allow the guests to remain hands-free. Uh, initially, uh, they were uh, allowing gaiters and open chin triangle bandanas. Uh, however, neither of these are no longer allowable, um, nor are costume masks considered appropriate. So if you're a child and you were wearing some type of a costume mask, right. uh, you cannot do that. So, um, Okay, fair enough. I think it's disappointing for some people with the gaiters. I know they have some like cooling gaiters and for trying to go um, in July and August now, that seemed like it might be a good alternative, but I guess it's not anymore. That's right. And this is just the policy in the parks. Apparently, if you are in downtown Disney, gators are allowed. And I think you looked into the um, mask policy at the resorts. Yeah, we have um, a couple of friends. So we have some friends that are down in Florida that live in Florida and are annual pass holders. And they um, have been there the past couple of days. They were staying at the Poly today. Just, uh, I guess they had some DVC points to burn. So, th But they spent the day at the Poly. Uh, and there were some pictures of them around the pool. So I asked, you know, what's the policy on the masks around the pool? Because I know they had said, if you're in the pool, you don't have to have them on. But what about around the pool? And um, I was told by her that on the pool, in the pool deck, on the pool deck, they are not required. Um, although they were being courteous and putting them on when they would get up to walk to go get a drink or, or something else like that. So I don't know how many people are trying to be courteous, but I guess they right. are not actually required on the pool deck. Nice. So to me, that's kind of good news as long as things aren't really crowded. Because it's very difficult to enjoy the sun, you know, lay out, get a tan, read your book, whatever you're going to do with a mask on. So hopefully you can just um, keep your distance and that, that'll be enough. Right. Um, let's talk about pressed pennies. Because who isn't a fan of pressed pennies? I mean, you know, they're the best souvenir because they're cheap and kids love to make them. Right. Oh, that's it? You're not going to give any more details? I don't really have the details. I didn't write that down. Okay. If you are a fan of pressed pennies uh, and the Country Bears, well, there's a new surprise for you. Um, Country Bear pressed pennies at the Country Bear Jamboree Woo! just inside the door to the left. Um, there are now eight pressed pennies available. They are $1 each. Remember when they used to be 50 cents each? Yeah. Yeah, they just changed that. Uh, they are now a dollar each, or you can buy all eight for $5, which is pretty much a bargain. Mm -hmm. uh, they are Brother Ted, Cousin Zeb, Henry and Sammy, Wendell, Liverlips, Big Al, Teddy Barra, and Terrence. So if you've never done pressed pennies, um, they are fun. They're these little machines. You put a penny in plus whatever it costs to press your penny. So now that's a dollar. And you put them in and you, you turn a crank and it presses the penny into like an oval shape with some sort of a... Um, stamp. Yeah, like some sort of a little picture stamp on there. And then it pops out the bottom. And they actually sell little, like, books that you can slide the pennies into so you can collect them. Um, and it's just, it, kids love it because it's fun to do and it's fun to collect. And they make great souvenirs when you have kids that are that age that they just, they want to have things. But right. the stuff they tend to bring home is ends up just being garbage. I'm not going to spend another $30 on a princess doll or a Gaston another, action uh, or figure. Or another stuffed animal. Like right. so many of them. You know, and your kids come home and they have all these things that take up a lot of space and cost a lot of money. These are not very expensive and they don't take up very much space. So I think they're the perfect souvenir. And I think the other part of it that is fun for kids is there are places on the internet you can go to get like a press penny map or mm -hmm. a press penny checklist. Right. 
and they can on their own, you know, it's a way to teach them how to navigate, uh, how to get to the press penny machines. The press penny machines use a little bit of engineering concept. So if you want to teach the kid a little bit about engineering and it's something that they can do themselves because it's usually a hand crank right. and you get to watch the process. The machines are clear. It's not just drop the money in and a penny comes out the bottom. Right. Or pick something out in a shop and stand on a line and then right. walk away with it. So, right. yeah, that is fun. So if you're um, traveling anytime in the future with some little kids, that's um, that's a fun thing to look into. Um, over at the Animal Kingdom, they have some new entertainment with uh, in the river area. They do. Uh, much like the Magic Kingdom and their character cavalcades, there are three official uh, entertainment groups that will now go down on the... What's the water area there? I don't. I forget what it is. I don't know. Let's just call it the river. But there's a, there's a river that goes uh, around... Uh, used to be a, a boat cruise in the mm-hmm. old days. Um, but there are three official entertainment options cruising the river. There is Donald's Dino Boat Bash, which is Donald, Daisy, and Launchpad McQuack. Uh, I've also seen a dinosaur on there, um, but he is not named. There's the Discovery River Character Cruise, and throughout the day you can see Timon and Rafiki or Pocahontas with Miko. Um, I've also heard reports of Chip and Dale, uh, but they're not listed on here. And then this one is not characters, but, uh, you know, percussionists seem to be uh, favorites in the parks. You know, you've got the Jammeters over in Epcot. You've got the Drummers in Epcot. Uh, There's another drumming group, and I can't remember where. It seems like the perfect thing to do during a COVID type situation because, you know, they're not singing. They're not, there's not, you know, anything coming out of your mouth for this. And it's loud enough that people can hear it around. It's festive. Right. And they are, they are the Discovery Island drummers. uh, And they are a group of, uh, looks to be like three percussionists and they have their own boat and they will play. Uh, These boats are coming out every 10 or 15 minutes. Um, You know, it's not a long performance. They just kind of come out and cruise around. They don't want to draw large crowds, um, but they want to provide a little more character interaction since you can't go up and take, uh, you know, in-person photos and do meet and greets. Right. Very good. Um, At Disney Springs, the Rainforest Cafe has reopened. That's right. The Rainforest Cafe has finally reopened, of course, with new uh, social distance uh, guidelines in place. Uh, The restaurant is now open from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., which is pretty much similar to their old hours. And uh, you can make uh, reservations there. So uh, if you're in the Disney Springs area, you know, and you like Rainforest Cafe, check it out. That is a new limited menu, uh, like most of the places that are reopening. Um, The Friendship Boats are set to resume service on July 29th. Yay. Good news. That's right. Uh, That's that's for the Epcot Epcot area resorts that travel between uh, Crescent Lake. And they go between... Epcot and Hollywood Studios and the resorts there. So they will begin the week, as Cheryl said, of July 29th. Uh, Even though the Yacht Club and Beach Club are not opening until August 24th, and the Boardwalk Inn isn't opened until October 1st, um, their DVC components are operating, so they will be going to those stops. Okay. And then Fuel Rod has settled a class action suit with a new program. That's right. If you remember, last year Fuel Rod mentioned that they were going to be charging $3 per swap. Do you remember the uproar about that? I do. Then that when that was the biggest thing we had to worry about, That's this right. is our big that was our big news story for a while. That's right. Who knew what the next couple <laughs> of months would bring? Um, but Fuel Rod announced that they were going to be charging $3 a, a, per swap, which prompted a class action lawsuit. So anyone who has purchased a Fuel Rod prior to October 26th of 2019 
There's a questionnaire that can be filled out, and you will receive what is called founder's status. Ooh. Once you have founder's stat- founder status, you will get free unlimited swaps for the lifetime of the Fuel Rod product. In order to do that, you will download the Fuel Rod app onto your smartphone, which will use the same email address as on the questionnaire. And then the app will generate a QR code that can be scanned at any kiosk, which will allow you to get your swap for free. Woo! We have Yay. one, so Thank that makes you, us Fuel happy. Rod, it does. <laughs> and that's it. That's uh, a pretty energetic story to end our, our day on. <laughs> uh, that's one. lame. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so until Wednesday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.